0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week we are talking about one of my absolute favorite movies, uh, Chef, starring John Favreau directed by John Favreau written by John Favreau and uh, I'm bringing my friend Dylan Baker along because he himself has a food truck the Bearded Jackal sir welcome to the show
1: Oh thanks for having me this is awesome I'm actually stepping out of my food truck doing prep for tonight to do this recording so Perfect it's very appropriate
0: Well you know, we, we we've been talking about doing having you on for a long time but we could never figure out exactly the perfect movie and then you decided to start having a food truck this year Right so it kind of just wrote itself
1: yeah, I, what else are you gonna pick? You gotta go with Chef.
0: Yeah, I mean Rad was pretty close. It was pretty That's close true. to talking about Rad. Well, uh,
1: I, I spent the first uh, thirty nine years of my life loving Rad, and now I have to move on to Chef. Wow, <laughs> 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 oh, i feeling good, man. Let me say this: this is madness, huh? <laughs> That's carne asada. Check it out. Wow. Chef Big Dog up all night cooking. Shut Stop. up and taste this, um, amuse douche. Come here, guy. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. We're gonna cook like this.
0: We're being reviewed by the most
1: important critic in the city.
0: Now suddenly you're
1: gonna be an artist. Well, be an
0: artist on your own time. It's my restaurant. The kitchen is my domain. That was our deal. The deal has now changed. Either you stay or you go. So you're threatening to fire me now? No, I'm telling you what I'm prepared to do if you don't cook my menu.
1: Except, except it's up, to the reviews that way. His dramatic weight gain can only be explained by the fact that he must be eating all the food sent back to the kitchen. Do not like what they wrote about you? I don't like it either. Who cares? I do, because I could have done better. I should have cooked food that I was gonna cook. There are chefs that cook food that they believe in, and people will try because they're open to a new experience and will end up liking it. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Don't do it. What are you you writing? Chef, don't. That's not a good idea. Just listen. I won't send it until we all say it's okay. Why don't you come by again tonight? I got a whole new menu just for you, asshole. No, no. That's not good. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Don't do it. That's out there now, bro. This happens. Why would you do that? You can't take that back. Dad,
0: did you post anything since last night? You gotta be kidding me. Wow.
1: You realize how many people have read this? You're trending, bro. You're never going to be
0: happy cooking for someone else. Food truck's a great idea. We're talking about a white on white 88 Chevy Grumman food truck. It's a blank canvas for your dreams. I'm gonna have him pull it around. Thank you. Don't thank me till you see it.
1: So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna laugh. Tony,
0: Carl's got a taco truck. For real? (laughs) I was so jealous when I heard your voice. I was like, that's what I wanna do.
1: Get to touch people's lives with what i do and i love it and i want to share this with you
0: what are you doing i'm
1: you know, putting a little cornstarch on my werewolves man it's too humid down here dad wake up i putting cornstarch on his balls you want some it's like baby powder it's nice right nice
0: i love this movie it came out uh, in 2014 and not a lot of people talk about it that I know. And it makes me sad because I'm just always so happy when I watch it. Uh, You have seen it for the very first time
1: today. What did you think? So overall, I really liked it. It was, it's one that when I first saw it, I wanted to see it and I somehow missed it uh, either in the theater or whatever. I think I just, uh, Kept putting on knowing that or being fairly sure that I would like it. I kind of kept putting it off for the right time. Like, I'm not going to watch that tonight. I'll watch some mundane thing and and then yeah. I'll get to the thing I really want to watch. So this was a good excuse to finally watch it. And I really enjoyed it. There's, you know, one or two things I might quibble with here and there, but that's without any movie. But overall, I really yeah. enjoyed it.
0: Well, it's one of those movies that, you know, it's not a big action movie. It's not like a huge comedy It's just kind of a movie that just happens. You're just fought like, not a huge plot, really. Just this guy going crazy in the beginning of the movie uh, at his restaurant and getting a food truck. And then you just kind of follow him as he goes. And uh, I enjoy that journey. In fact, even watching it again yesterday, I was like, man, I kind of wish this was a show. Like, technically, there is a chef show uh, where Jon Favreau does cook stuff with Roy Choi, who trained him. With the food truck on Netflix, right. I don't know if you've watched that, but no, it is I Sort of a spinoff of this, kind of. Okay, but more of a reality show. He has like celebrity guests. That's it. Was the show that he had Gwyneth Paltrow on, and they were cooking together, and that's when he informed her that uh, John Favreau that she was in Spider Man, and she didn't know that
1: you were in Spider Man. No. Yeah, I was in Avengers. No, you Avengers. were in Spider Man also. It's become. What? Remember, Spider Man at the end, and and the, and and. Tom Holland's there and you're going to walk out and do a press conference. And oh, I give you the ring. Yes. That was Spider-Man. That was Spider-Man. Oh my God. <laughs> nice. Well, I would say that's one of the things I like about Jon Favreau is he can do a movie like this and a movie like Spider-Man or something in yeah. the Marvel universe. So
0: I've always liked Jon Favreau. I think even, I think Rudy was probably the first thing I ever noticed right. him in and, I was like, that guy's great. And then everything afterwards, it, there's very few things that he's in or he's involved in making it that I, I haven't liked. Like, Swingers was great. That was a movie okay. I caught up with way later. But I think this this movie, I, when he starts tweeting, it's almost as uncomfortable as when he keeps leaving <laughs> voicemails. <the> <laughs> Swingers, yep. yeah. Hi, this is Nikki. Leave a
1: message.
0: I just got out of a six year relationship. Okay. That should help explain why I'm acting so weird. I just want you to know that it, it's not you, it's me.
1: I'm sorry. This is Mike. That scene in Swingers of him leaving the messages, and you can just see that repeated in every movie from there on out, where someone yeah. needs an awkward moment. Like, oh, they clearly are pulling from that. And, uh, yeah, but as soon as he was tweeting, I was like, oh, you know you don't know this technology yet. Do not do it.
0: This this movie, Chef, brought to you by Cuban sandwiches and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. it is, uh, if you've never seen the movie, uh, John Favreau plays uh, Chef Casper, who has this pretty high end restaurant owned by Dustin Hoffman. I mean, the cast in this movie. There's not a lot of people in it, but who's in? It? I like everybody that's in this movie. Like yeah. there wasn't anybody that I'm like I dislike that person.
1: No, not at all. You know, maybe Robert Downey Jr.'s character, but uh, yeah, he was what he was supposed to be there. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, one thing that surprised me, speaking of the other cast, is uh, Sofia Vergara. I didn't know. I didn't know much about the extended cast of this movie. I just seen uh, you know, the other previews and stuff. And when I pulled it up on Netflix and I saw her picture there, I was like, "Oh God, she's in this." I don't <laughs> know. It's probably going to be annoying. And the only thing I really know her from is Modern Family, which I enjoy. Right. But as the years went on, you know, she kind of, they all kind of became characters. Yeah, everybody became a cartoon. And so I was like, oh, geez, what over the top thing is she going to be doing? But I actually really liked how subdued she was in this. I thought she was really good. It was surprising to me.
0: Yeah, she plays uh, his ex-wife and the, the mom of his, his son. And I, I I was thinking that yesterday. Like I was like, wow, I really like Sofia Vergara in this movie. You know, I could lend you some money before I you. I don't want your money. I can't take charity from you. You know that he's really upset because he couldn't go with you to New Orleans, right? He's hurt. He misses you. What do you want me to do? You know that the nannies can't get on the plane. So why don't you come with us and you take care of him while I work?
1: So you need me to come with you to watch Percy? Yeah. So I'm the nanny.
0: Yes, he's nanny in Miami. So in the beginning, he's got this uh, big restaurant and John Leguizamo works with him. Bobby Cannavale's in it. And uh, he, he wants to make this his own stuff, his own food. And the owner of, a, of the restaurant, Dustin Hoffman, does not like that idea. And he gets a bad review and uh, it just kind of starts a, a downward spiral. But uh, I would say if you're into uh, food. If you would call yourself a foodie, this movie, it definitely gives you everything you want.
1: Especially, yeah, the first, same half an hour or 45 minutes. It's just food porn nonstop. And uh, I loved all the shots and all the the cooking montages. They were great. I actually think, as I watched it, I actually enjoyed the first half of the movie more than the second half, almost before. With the until actual trap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even as he was getting it, until they kind of hit the road with it, Um, I I think only because there was so much more tension uh there in the beginning and that you know kind of turned into them just going along but uh yeah with uh, Dustin Hoffman at the restaurant and all I enjoyed that dynamic I was frustrated with him was like can't I suppose he's you know it's already John Favreau barely understands what Twitter is he has to learn from his son and so Dustin Hoffman really must have no idea what it is because it should be pretty clear that his recent you know uh, taking up of Twitter is why all these people are making reservations and coming there right. for him. Right. The what? whole reason everybody's here tonight is because I called out Ramsey and Michelle online and they're all coming to watch me stick it in his ass. Yeah, and you're going to Twitter an apology
0: for calling the most respected critic in Los Angeles And
1: I'm a- going to apologize that guy. Whether arguing over a new menu or the old menu, I just kind of want to slap Dustin Hoffman and be like, <laughs> you know why they're all here, don't you? The kitchen is my domain. That was our deal. I don't give a** what the
0: deal was the deal is now changed either you stay or you go it's up to you end of discussion and i liked all the shots of john Favreau actually cooking the stuff because he really was making yep. everything himself he was trained for quite a while before they made this movie
1: that's interesting because i kept while i was watching i kept trying to figure out which shots were him or which shots uh, weren't Okay, they're just on his hands. There is that uh, him or is it that could be, else? Yeah, yeah Is he chopping that? Uh, you know, zucchini there or not?
0: <laughs> he was. He was definitely chopping yes. it. That, that was one thing. I guess he had to do a lot of that uh, that kind of grunt work for the kitchen uh, uh, yep. for a while beforehand. But yeah, he gets a, a bad review and goes off on a critic on Twitter after his son shows him what Twitter is. And I love it. Right, he's right. like, "This is a sex thing." He's like, "Ew, no, no, yep." <laughs> but, and I like yep. the dynamic with him and his son too. I thought that was pretty good.
1: It was, yes, yep. I enjoyed it. I, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it as the story goes on. There, are, I, you know, obviously, you know, as it starts, uh, John, John Favreau's, you know. Consumed with his job and doesn't spend enough time With his son and he clearly you know Loves his son they have a good relationship but he just Doesn't devote enough time to him um, And as it went on I He seemed a little uh, schizophrenic Like he was always a good dad But he just seemed to completely miss the point On certain things right. that you know one should do to, yep, Hang out with their kid or whatever
0: You know one thing in movies with kids Sometimes they can be a little annoying And right. not the best but that, that Kid I thought he did a really good job I, yeah, I enjoyed definitely. his performance.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, well, that's a... And what they sometimes should do is try to make him, you know, too adult. There was never right. any dialogue that I was like, oh, that doesn't seem real or anything. No, I, I enjoyed him
0: in this. I thought he did pretty good. MJ Anthony is his name. And, and I've seen him in a few things since then, but I, I mean, now he's like a full-on adult, so I probably wouldn't even recognize him. But yeah, I, I really like those uh, opening scenes in the restaurant. And then you've got Scarlett Johansson works there and also has a thing going on with John Favreau, and I was like, "Come on now,
1: yeah, come um, on you, now." Did, oh, let's see. John Favreau wrote this. Okay, it makes uh, sense. He wrote, directed, and started it. My guess is he casted it as well.
0: I think that's probably a, a safe bet. Uh, no. He, he w- wins her over with a a pasta dish that no. honestly looks really great. Like every all the food it, in this movie looks so good.
1: It did. Yep. I saw that pasta dish and uh, Heidi was with me uh, while I was watching it. And uh, as Scarlett Johansson was looking at John Favreau while he made that dish, uh, she specifically stated that she never looks at me while I'm cooking like that.
0: <laughs> Isn't that nice? Wives, yes. they're the
1: best. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> Maybe you got to learn to make that pasta dish. Maybe that's it's all true. you got yep. to do. Yep.
1: I'm it's pretty the sure there's now. a Binging
0: with Babish episode on it. So.
1: Oh, is there? Oh, perfect. Yep, I'll have to yeah, watch I that. Can-
0: when John Favreau finally like freaks out and then leaves the restaurant is like, fine, I'm not going to be here. And he, he just starts cooking nonstop at his house.
1: Right. And yep.
0: uh, all I kept thinking was this is like the equivalent of Kevin Bacon, anger, dancing. In <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is absolutely true. Yep. Cause I actually thought when he started doing that, I was like, Oh, he's going to like bring this food back to the restaurant for the critic. He's going to try to, you know, Get uh-huh. the critic to come to his place or something, but no. In fact, it was just rage cooking the entire it time. It was
0: just rage cook. Have you rage cooked yeah. like that before? Have you gotten so frustrated you made a gourmet meal?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I've certainly excused myself to go cook because I was filled with rage, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry everybody, I gotta go start dinner here," and so I'll be in the kitchen.
0: I, I thought about it yesterday too when he was doing it, and I was just laughing. I'm like, "God, that food looks so good, but who's it for?" Like, I is he just going to put that in the fridge?
1: Right, yep, I think so. Because Scarlett's he, not there at this point. Yeah. Now that you say that, other than the Cuban sandwich at the uh, uh, restaurant, man, I don't know if we saw him actually eat any food through the entire thing. He cooked not a lot. Not it. It's more but like really when he's on the road, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see the taste test a few things, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. So one of the the kind of three big things there in the beginning is he makes that noodle dish that, ev- that looks amazing. Uh, yep. then goes crazy with the food. Actually, he does it in the restaurant as well. When he's trying to make the new menu, new menu. He kind of goes and just makes a billion different things again, which eventually yep. gets shut down. Um, right. but he also makes that grilled cheese that looks
1: right. Amazing. <laughs> yes, that definitely does. I could relate to him there, uh, with, uh, a son, Jack, who, won't eat anything except for a McNugget or a shaped mac and cheese, and I don't go that out of the box with the uh, grilled cheese. But I try every now and then to get him to eat something exciting that I've prepped, and he just won't even try it. Lucy, not. however, will, so that's exciting.
0: I, I love when I'd see a picture of her and she's just eating like a random vegetable.
1: Within the last year, at uh, gas stations, when she got to pick out a snack, has picked out both a green pepper and a raw potato. So said <laughs> so that's what I'm going to eat in the car.
0: How'd you like those potatoes? Because you uh, you are not a fan of potatoes.
1: I am not. I do not like potatoes. In fact, when I heard them say when he and John Leguizamo were talking, like, "Oh, maybe we should get uh, you know a fryer, make some fries," uh, you know that's classic. I thought, why bother? How are you going go to go all that trouble? Even though in my own food truck, at least once a day, I have someone come up and say, "So do you have fries or anything?" <laughs> and I say, "Nope, I sure don't."
0: You know, I I uh, have enjoyed our friendship for a very long time, and. I've never understood your hate of potatoes. I don't get it, <laughs> especially fries. They're
1: so good. They're just not. The, oh. the only way that I eat potatoes, and I don't really do that now, but when I was younger, and you know, my mom or someone would be making potatoes is I'd slice potatoes really thin, put them in some cold water with some salt on them, and then as they got nice and cool and a little crisp with salt, then I'd eat them like that, raw. Wow. That's the only way I would ever eat them.
0: So you've always kind of been experimental with food
1: uh i would say i haven't actually that for some reason yeah i was that that i enjoyed and i suppose when i was younger before i kind of knew things i my dad would always eat brown schweiger and i'd have that and you know some weird things like that and every now and then like we'd usually go out for dinner on uh new year's eve as a family it's some fancy or semi-fancy restaurant whatever sioux city had and right. uh and we had like one time we did get escargot and tried that oh. and but but overall I was very picky as a kid. I mean, the same way Jack is now. I I wouldn't stray from what I liked and uh, I didn't want to try much that was new. As I got older and then started cooking myself, that's when I started, you know, being a little more adventurous when I could actually see it from beginning to end. Right. And it there.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I was a, a McNugget kind of kid for a very long time right. as well. I mean, they're just so good and not good, but good.
1: <laughs> Oddly enough, though, I don't like nuggets either. I don't have nuggets at all.
0: You are a dirty, rotten son of a. You know that <laughs> Well, getting to the getting back into the movie. Uh so that then you know after kind of things fall apart and he he leaves uh his ex-wife wants him to spend more time with the kid and he's going to go take a trip and she kind of sets him up to maybe get his spark back in Miami where he
1: right.
0: He basically just meets Robert Downey Jr. uh yep. which is never a bad thing. I love it when he's in stuff.
1: I enjoyed that scene for it yeah. was a fun scene to watch. I don't think they really I don't think the movie needed it. And I no, thought that that conceit was a little weird. That, as someone who's recently started a food truck and done it as cheap as possible, the idea that he had to go, you know, kind of begging to his ex-wife's ex-husband for money and stuff—I wasn't real clear if he was getting money or just this old <laughs> beat-up truck from him. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure I feel that like all you
0: out. Just gave him the truck. I feel like he had yeah. the truck for some reason, and they don't yeah. really explain why.
1: Because the uh, the truck was, I heard robert Downey jr said an 88 chevy grooming and i've looked at dozens of those online because i actually so right now i have a food trailer and i'm considering upgrading to an actual truck to to drive around so i've been looking at them all online i've seen plenty of these uh you know grooming trucks and i i don't know how much money he had but he says at one point he maxed out his credit cards to do this Mm -hmm. and that while he's doing this process and that truck that they showed there i mean that's Maybe a, you know, maybe a four or $5,000 truck if you really, you know, push it. because It was all beat up and yeah, destroyed oh, yeah. and stuff. D- and, and, yes. Yep. So I kept thinking, man, it doesn't seem like you'd have to go all the way to your ex-wife's ex-husband <laughs> to obtain this truck. It seemed like just like, oh, let's have a little more, you know, conflict or story in here. We'll do that.
0: It is. It isn't overly clear that part. But then all of a sudden yeah. he's got the food truck. John Leguizamo f- finds out, comes and finds him. And yep. uh, then they're then they make this this food truck and make uh, Cuban sandwiches, which I uh, would wouldn't normally think I, I wouldn't like those because I don't like a lot of the stuff that's on them, uh, yeah. mainly the giant pickles and um, whatever the sauce is that they put on it.
1: Mostly mustard. I, this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, and I'm not a big mustard fan, but uh, I have found out by having to eat them on the air before uh, I do enjoy them. I do find those sandwiches delicious.
1: I love a good Cuban sandwich. That's one part that was surprising to me, though. But he had been making all this crazy food and, you know, trying all these different recipes out for the restaurant. And then as soon as he took a bite of a Cuban sandwich at a restaurant that was really, really good and authentic, he decided, okay, I will open a food truck and I'm going to make Cuban sandwiches. Uh uh, They seem so linked together. Like when I opened mine, I was – I. Had spent years just making things that I thought might do well. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, "I'm going to open a food truck." I got a truck, and then I spent a couple months deciding what should I make, trying recipes out, developing them, you know, testing them, see if people like it or they don't. Not that one has to do that, but it just seemed odd that after all that, I'm experimenting with all these different things. It was sort of, I took a bite of a Cuban sandwich. I will open the food truck, and it's going to serve Cuban sandwiches.
0: Yeah, it, it's nothing close. To any of the stuff he's made in the doing, before. Yeah. No no rage cooking steaks right, yeah. or roasts or whatever he was doing. Uh yep. no fancy desserts. Cuban sandwich, that's what we're going with. That's it. Yep, Cuban uh, sandwich. Every single one that they make looks
1: delicious. Oh, they do, absolutely. Even that burnt one that his kid almost served, I would have eaten.
0: I know, I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, don't throw it away, man. Maybe not sell it. But somebody's yeah. gonna have to eat that. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, the second half of the movie, it's just literally John Favreau, his son, and John Leguizamo in the food truck, going yep. and and becoming popular because the kids putting the information on Twitter and letting people know where they're at, and he's also doing vines. Which, right. Uh, yes. This very movie is Technologically, time. very dated. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. But it's fun and it moves really quickly. Like that second half of the movie. Yep. I think goes by really fast.
1: It does. I was surprised. Uh, when I happened to glance at the clock, what time it was, I was like, Oh, okay. There's not a whole lot left here. And, uh, it's been just sipping along them in the food truck. I was it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, dragging on at all.
0: It's just, you're kind of on a fun ride. It's one of those kind of hangout movies that, you know, it's not real tri- plot driven. I mean, it's just them going back to LA, I think from wherever they were originally at and they're right. going pretty much across the country at different yep. stops. And then he, uh, meets his, his critic again and right. uh they become friends now because he's like, oh you're actually cooking with passion now.
1: So when that when that started at the end of the movie where the critic comes back to his food truck and uh you know asks if he can talk to him. At first they're not gonna serve him, but it turns out he had someone else get a sandwich right. and
0: loved which it. I'm sure happens all the time.
1: Right. Yes. Yep. You know, yeah. Um at first I was not a fan of that because I was like Really? Okay. Now you're just going to be friends. You're going to tell him how amazing this, uh, this food is. And he was telling certainly how amazing it was. Oh yeah. But, um, and, and it's a Cuban sandwich. I'm sure it's delicious, but being the sort of, you know, snooty food critic he is, it was surprising to me how much he was raving about this Cuban sandwich, but that didn't really bother me. The idea was like, Oh really? After this huge fight they had, they're just going to be friends now. But then I liked how Oliver Platt, who plays the critic, and I'll watch it anything, said clearly from his point of view when this whole thing went down, he thought they were sort of having a Twitter spat. He was yeah. used to Twitter. He was used to social media. He thought they were having kind of a you know, give and take fun, you know, spat. Whereas John Favreau, being new to it, as soon as he got you know a mean word toward him, thought it was a real fight. Right, so, immediately angry. From the critics' review at first, he just thought, "Oh, we're playing around here. We're going to get a bunch of views out of this. It'll help both of us."
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I, you know, I guess we kind of missed, glossed over their, uh, their actual fight when John Favreau just rips right, into yep. him in the uh, restaurant. Yep. I bet that's like every chef's dream <laughs> yes. to just rip into a food critic.
1: And you don't do anything. What do you do? You
0: sit and you eat and you vomit those words back to make people laugh. You know how hard I work for this. Shit? What sacrifices make to make you happy? And then you just smugly just
1: f***ing on my s***. And I, I enjoyed that scene because it went back and forth. At first, when it started, I thought, okay, this is just going to be straight up cringy, you know, uh, him, you know, yelling in the middle of this restaurant with everyone watching. But the fact that he, you know, not just, you know, was yelling at him for being so pretentious and not liking his food, but then also saying, you know, it, that hurt me when you said that. And, you know, that really affected me. You know, yeah. brought some human uh, emotion to it that i think helped him to not just be a complete joke on twitter that people like also on his side it hurts yes it f- hurts when you write this f- and it hurt you it does. it does
0: and i loved in the video too when he's screaming at him you're not getting to me right you're not yes. getting to me <laughs> clearly you know, yeah not at and all <laughs> the talk of the molten lava cake Yes, it's molten. You take a frozen cylinder of ganache and you set it in the ramekin so
1: that as the outside cooks fully, the inside becomes molten.
0: You know, thinking of like the food truck side of things, uh, since you have the bearded jackal, what did you think of that half of it? Most
1: of it I I really liked. And the thing it was pretty authentic. You know, getting that old truck and cleaning it out and, you know, setting it up was exactly what I did with my trailer. I had to clean a bunch of old equipment out, uh, clean it all up, get new equipment in there, keep some of the old stuff and really get it set up. And I like that whole montage and scene, except of course, where where he yells at his son to uh, clean out some disgusting old food from this uh, hotel. (laughs) That part,
0: this guy about threw up during that part. I'm like, I can just smell it. I feel like I can just smell how disgusting that probably is.
1: And I couldn't figure out uh, why he was so insistent that his son clean it out. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it either, but that's the part where I'd be like, I suppose I should probably take on this terrible task rather than making my clean out this you know disgusting old food but uh um i like that i kept waiting for the three month long montage of getting your uh city permits and health inspections but that never came so (laughs) i was a little disappointed in that
0: i'm sure that part's a little uh a little bit more on the boring side
1: maybe i was just jealous uh and uh because i'm not uh (laughs) sticking to my uh, social media well enough. I was a little jealous and then decided it wasn't true, just how fast they built up a following and how long their lines were um, immediately right out of the box. Um, And he was, obviously, he was somewhat known. and He had got a big Twitter following beforehand. He was known after that fight. That fight was pretty big. Yes. But when they first pulled up to South Beach in their food truck for the very first time and John Leguizamo, you starts talking over the microphone like come uh, on over here guys we're serving cubanos and literally like the whole beach floods over yeah. there to demand their sandwiches like i have not seen that happen to any <laughs> truck much less my own
0: uh so i, I want to talk about your truck i i feel yep. awful considering we are very good friends and i have not had your food yet <laughs> right. uh, i have had your food over the years yeah. i have just never had it from the, the truck. trailer uh, how, I mean, I don't even really know how, how did this get started for you? When did you want to decide? Like, I want to do, a, I want to do a truck.
1: So I've thought about doing a food truck for years and years. Um, back when I was, uh, working for this uh, biotech company and traveling a lot and stuff and, and wanted something where I was, you know, much more free to uh, set my own schedule and hang out with my kids and everything. So I'd always thought about, yeah, maybe I'll just quit and start a food truck. I like cooking. I like doing that. And I enjoy serving people and seeing what it's like, but never quite did it. You know, after this, uh, you know, COVID year and stuff, and things kind of you know falling apart. It's like, all right, well, I got to get something figured out here. Maybe this is the one and only time to give it a go. So I just started looking around and found uh, an old trailer that someone used to use as their food truck, but they were now opening an actual restaurant uh, back in January of this year. And I spent about three months, you know, cleaning it up, uh, putting it together, getting all the stuff in there, and then doing, of course, all the uh, boring permit, uh, health right. inspection stuff. Yep. And so then, at the end of March, was able to launch it. And I spent about, you know, four or five months uh, first writing down every possible thing I could think of to make that I enjoyed making, and then just researching, you know, street food from all around the world. Kind of my idea mm-hmm. was when I first started, I thought. Well, I guess I have to pick a cuisine, you know, is it going to be Korean or is it going to be, you know, barbecue or whatever? But finally I said, I guess there's no law saying I have to, I I can do whatever I want. So I'll just see what happens. So sort of my idea was like street food from everywhere, you know, brought into here into one place. And uh, so I kind of got it narrowed down to, you know, maybe 10 things that I was going to start with. And then over the first couple of months, it was pretty overwhelming, especially the first, you know, week. Oh, I, I had never done it before. And so, you know, the idea at first was, you know, making all these things, you know, as the orders came in from, they're all made from scratch, but really from scratch at the time and realizing that, okay, it's taking far too long to make this. The lines get too right. long. I got to keep going. So it took a couple months of, you know, figuring out the process. What can be prepped ahead of time in crockpots? What can be prepped ahead of time? What could, what needs to happen on the fly to still taste the best? Mm -hmm. And then just set up the truck and how to set up the process and to go containers and which ones work and which ones don't and how much expense do those containers add and all this sort of stuff that I never really thought of before. Along with one thing they never really showed in the movie was the amount of prep time. They seem to pull up to a place and just be ready to start serving. Ready to go. Yeah. Yep. They never had to spend, you know, the first five hours of the day slicing meat and slicing veggies and going Ugh. to the store and buying all the bread and that store is out of it. So you got to go somewhere else. So they were always well make in the movie. Yeah. They were just ready to go. Always wherever they pulled up to, they had enough for these huge lines. You know, one thing that uh, I like that he talked about was sort of towards the beginning, he didn't talk about it in the food truck, but back at the restaurant was trying to balance, you know, creativity with food versus, you know, what actually sells. And right. so, Going back and forth on that. That's what I. At first, I had a few dishes that you know I thought were great, and that you know some of my neighbors said were their favorites. But once I, like, I made a Huevos Rancheros burrito, that was we all. Everyone seemed to think was really good. The people who tried it liked it, but I had that on the menu for a couple weeks, and one or two people ordered it. So it's just one of those things that just didn't catch people's attention to order and that's what he sort of talked about in the movie too is uh you know i make these things that you know if people just tried them then they'd like them they'd come back and they'd order them more Mm -hmm. but you got to get them the first time there and so i started uh and at first i didn't have maybe just something a little more plain on there but i added a uh barbecue pulled pork burrito and that's one of my biggest sellers now because that's That's kind of your if yep if the you know if you're say one person that wants uh Thai food wants to go to a food truck, but their husband or their wife, you know, wants something a little more basic, they go with the pulled pork and it's still really good, but it's something that anyone, you know, will be willing to eat.
0: Well, I like, since we've been friends, we've eaten at a ton of restaurants all over. And I gotta say, you've got a pretty extensive palette of stuff that you like. So that can't be easy then to whittle that down to, okay, what will everybody like? Like we're also in Iowa. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like <laughs> nothing I bad about a, being in
1: Iowa. But no, no. But people don't always go out of their comfort zone here. Myself included. Yep. I mean, I have people come up, uh, you know, and look at my menu and get excited. There's plenty of people in Iowa that get excited for it. And there's people that come up and look at it and like, eh, <laughs> I don't know what any of this is. Uh, I don't right. know. Um,
0: like that. And, and my parents. My parents would probably be like, <laughs> right. Yep. I love my parents, but they don't go too far away for food.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and someone came up. I've got a Korean bulgogi uh, uh, dish that's really good. I have no doubt that most people who just like, you know, steak and a little bit of spicy sauce would enjoy it. But when mm-hmm. they see it there, um, someone was reading it. They said, uh, "That sounds too Chinese for me."
0: Yeah, it's Spice too
1: fancy. To called, you know, too Chinese. All right, I've I've had people come up and um, I've got my menu there. I've got four or five different burritos to choose from. A couple different bowls. Everything from normal to a little more exotic, and you know, all people just come up and say, "Don't you just have like a normal burrito?" I don't know what they mean by normal, but like, <laughs> oh, what do you think? Like steak and onion and cheese? Uh, I I don't happen to have those here. I'd make one for you if I did, but uh, everyone's normal is a little different. But right, I think that pulled pork
0: burrito sounds great. I need oh. to we I need to find a, a location that you're at and and finally come and and Damn. eat there. Uh, I've had your I'll food be- enough to know it's going to be delicious.
1: Well, I actually, I'll be closer to you guys on Saturday. I think so. Um, I'm going to be in Glidden at Glidden Grocery on Saturday from 11 to 6.
0: Okay. Where else are you going to be? Just just uh, time for
1: plugs? Because that's what I was doing there. Plug it, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll be your Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. Someone needs to be. The deal when I started this was that Heidi was going to run my social media and I'd run the food truck but that all kind of fell apart because I wouldn't,
0: I would, I would not have thought that was going to work out at all.
1: (laughs) No, it's sort of the same with, uh, for her voiceover stuff, she was going to do the voiceover and I was going to try to do the sales and management side, but it turns out neither one of us really want the other person telling them what to do ever. So it just (laughs) doesn't
0: work. That just goes with marriage. I think, (laughs) Uh, before we do get to your plugs, though, I did have a question. So having, having seen chef, you kind of get the, the whole idea of it. Father, son, trucking across the country is yep. this something you would do with your family in the truck
1: i definitely would um now i don't heidi would never agree to it right. i actually just yesterday asked her um if she could maybe help me out on friday for lunch because i'm gonna go do lunch at principal uh, for a bunch of people there and i said man it'd really be helpful to have someone just running the register and taking the orders she immediately froze up and, uh, finally I got her to land on, I'll think about it. So we'll see. Um, so she wouldn't do it. Jack and Lucy, especially once they get a little older, I definitely would. Um, yeah. they all, they asked to work at the food truck all the time and they even, uh, what just want to be the hype people. They'll go stand outside and go tell people, oh, they'd be great at that. This is my, yep. This is my dad's food truck. Come over and eat some food. That was one part okay. actually of the, the movie that kind of bothered me was towards the end of their journey. Uh, John Favreau and his son are sitting on the roof of the, uh, food truck chatting and he kind of tells them like you know this has been a lot of fun you know but we'll be home and you'll start school pretty soon and so you know we just won't be able to do this anymore and the kid's like well evenings and weekends and stuff I could do it you know I really he's like no I mean I really enjoyed this but that's it it doesn't seem like it would have been that hard to be like you know, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll find a few days here and there for you to help out. That's all it would have taken. It was that's like, mean,
0: yeah, that's yeah let me, let's figure it out. It. It's sort of like they got to the end of the movie. And they're like, well, we need to have one more little conflict here. What I'm like, no, you know, right. Just give me another sandwich. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I want to watch you make yep. another noodle dish. That's all I really need now.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Because that seemed weird. It seemed like, you know, he had an arc. He had grown. And he had spent all this time with his son. And, you know, yeah. it, it, you know. But then all of a sudden he was like, oh, that's right. I am supposed to abandon him again. I forgot. So goodbye. That, that's the rule. That's
0: what I got to do. Well, cool. Well, where can people find the Bearded Jackal around the area?
1: Ooh, So go to at Bearded Jackal on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I'll post my locations. But I'm pretty routinely at the uh, Adele Farmer's Market. Um, I go uh, downtown Des Moines and set up sometimes for lunch. But I travel everywhere. I'm at Peace Tree Brewery uh, this weekend and Uptown Garage in Ankeny. So you can find me almost anywhere. And this Saturday in Glidden, for all those Glidden followers out there.
0: All right, well, awesome talking to you. It's been uh, too long, and I promise you, one of these days I will come to that trailer because I want that food. However, it's Iowa and Iowa State this weekend, so uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, you're gonna lose. <laughs> That's true. I will. Oh well, what you gonna do? Well, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.
0: It's f-ing molten.